Hello, we're Anecdotal Dotes. The podcast that, despite the world, made it to 50 episodes. That's crazy pants. Everyone has a story to tell. We have a bottle of wine and an ear to listen. Join a couple of dolts as we dote out some anecdotes. And welcome to Anecdotal Dote. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Anecdotal Dote, the podcast that celebrates the stories and storytellers in all of us. I'm John Seidenberg, the guy whose sexual awakening happened while watching the movie Schindler's List. <laughs> Joining me on this podcast is the person who is in a sexual coma, Laura Arnold. <laughs> that might be the meanest thing you've ever said to me. <laughs> well, it's just fitting, because last week it was the nicest thing I ever said to you, um, so this week is the meanest <laughs> Well, here we are. <laughs> anyway, um, do you know what you want to know? What the second film was? Oh no! Yeah, the never-ending story. What? I haven't seen that movie since I was <laughs> tiny. I don't even know if I watched the whole thing or not. Yeah, Falcor really did it for me. <laughs> Wait, who was that? That's the big dog, the flying dog yeah, dragon thing. That's what did it for you. You're like, oh man, bring me up a piece of that. I think I'm offended by, well, not only what you said about me, but also what you said about yourself, quite frankly. Yeah, I, yeah, it, it is, um, I always have to immediately follow up with context, my yeah. statement. So, yeah, if you just crashed your car, um, <laughs> don't sue me because I don't have any money, but I will tell you why um, my awakening happened whilst watching that Steven Spielberg film. I I am very much fascinated by the period of the 1930s and 40s, particularly um, the, the Holocaust and the rise of the Third Reich and all of that. I'm very much interested in it. Uh, fascinated how that was capable of happening. Since I was a kid and I was first introduced to the Diary of Anne Frank, I read and watched anything that I could get my hands on. And my mom... Uh, in a weird turn, I don't know where this came from because my mom has never advocated for something like this before and she never did it again, was she was like, have you ever seen Schindler's List? And I was like, no, I have not. And she was like, oh, well, let's go rent it from the library. Yeah. And so she had to sign off on me getting it. And she was like, um, if you see anything inappropriate, you need to fast forward, which is crazy. Like, it makes no sense that she would give me that freedom or that control to do that myself. So we get the the VHS tapes because it was a v- it was a VCR. You know, it was it was tapes at that point. And it was so two the, probably, right? Two. It was two parts. Yeah, yep. that's right. It was two tapes. And about 15, 20 minutes into the movie, there is a, 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 a lovemaking scene between Liam Neeson's character, and I'm not sure if it's his wife or his girlfriend or his mistress. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But there was a intercoursing happening um, in this, uh, and it was only for like, you know, 10 seconds maybe. But that was the first time in my life I had seen anything remotely close to sex um i had never like i my mom i remember she threw away a a vhs tape of the tomb raider movies because angelina jolie was in a a bikini in the beginning and i watched the sequence and then i like paused it and i was like what did i just watch so then i rewound the tape (laughs) and started from the beginning of that sequence played it again 
and watched the whole 10, 15 seconds of their intercoursing. And I was like, oh my God, what is, what is happening? Like, what's going on with these two? What are they doing? And I didn't understand. So I kept rewinding, playing, rewinding, playing, rewinding, playing. To this day, I have never seen any more of Schindler's List beyond that scene. <laughs> Laura, we have made it 50 freaking episodes. It's crazy pants. Yeah, ridiculous. Um, we've talked a little bit about it before. Um, we talked about it in our first episode, actually. Mm-hmm. I This week, I listened to the first couple of episodes that we made. I listened to um, it last week. And I was baffled that anybody actually listened, uh, listening to everything that happened in it. Um, but it was actually, it was a lot of fun to, to go back and listen to it. But yeah, it was, it all, this all started because you were tired of listening to all my little stories that I told at work. And then little did you know, I'd be roping you into it, um, to have to listen to all of them. I know. I was really looking for an outlet for you so that I wasn't your constant sounding board. And now you are. And now I am. Forever your constant sounding board. Yep. Which I'm Sound not mad about, away. to be clear. But yeah, it, it did are, backfire a little bit. <laughs> if you're going to hitch your star to to any... What is that statement? Hitch to his rising... If you're going to hitch to any person's star, mm-hmm. my star... What? I don't know what the f*** you're saying, but cool. I am Mozart, and you are <laughs> Mozart's friend. Who like to go to the concerts? <laughs> cool. All I'm saying is, I am I am a podcast god, and you are um, you are lucky and fortunate to be <laughs> in your presence. <laughs> to be in my presence. Wow. From from Baraboo and Spring Green, um, whilst I am sweating my cojones off here in Bangor, Maine. Do you remember anything about that first recording session that we did? I remember, I think we recorded for about three hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also remember be- <laughs> having no clue what we were doing. I'm ready for my song. I want it to be like... Oh, do you think you're going to hear it every time we go to record? No, but I wish we did. Hello and welcome to Anecdotal oh my God, Dote. Try that again. You said that so loudly. <laughs> <laughs> Do I need to get farther away? Yeah, you're like eating the microphone. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> but we were drinking and we were telling stories and we were having a great time and that's really all that matters. Yeah, I remember because. At that point, you and I barely knew one another at that point. No, we were definitely, we were like work friends. Yeah, yeah. And and I remember sitting in my kitchen, like right now I am looking across where you were sitting two years ago, whenever, a year ago, whenever that was. And mm-hmm. like, and we were about to hit record and I was like, dear God, I hope she can banter with me because otherwise this is going to go downhill <laughs> quick. And then we started recording and you started reacting and responding. And I was like, oh, okay. This is actually not too bad. I love seeing you adjust this with Cheeto fingers. (laughs) All right. Are we ready? Yes. And 
I love how <laughs> if anyone is into ASMR, you sucking the Cheeto dust from your fingers. <laughs> Did you just say ASMR? Isn't that what it's called? I don't know what you're talking about. That thing where you like speak very sensually inside of a microphone and you like have all like the the wet noises from it. I know it's, it does not sound good at all. I'm not on board with this at all. Oh, well, when you, when we hear this back. <laughs> Are we recording right now? Oh, yes. <laughs> and she just blew out that microphone. That's going to be a problem. Ooh, so much editing is going to go into this. <laughs> I'm going to have to, like, lean back every time I laugh. <laughs> um, Whenever you're ready. Unfortunately for everyone, the only consistent voice heard through all these episodes has been my reedy nasal screech. I have also been fortunate to have had co-hosts join me to bring their perspective and humor to this podcast, Laura Arnold and Ben Lehman, who now joins us. Hello, Ben. Hi, John. (laughs) Hi, Laura. Hi, Ben. Hey. Oh, my God. It's so weird. We're in the same room together, sort of. Yeah. And so we are celebrating. This is our 50th episode, Ben. Oh, my gosh. Did <laughs> Did you think that we would make it 50 episodes? <laughs> I mean, who could have predicted, John? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. So I always believed in you. You know, I, I, I this would be a raging success from the start. <laughs> Such a schmoozer. I'm wearing my socks. You are? No. Oh. (laughs) Okay, Ben, would you like to tell Laura? John gave me anecdotal dote socks with his own face on them for Christmas. Shut up. Yeah, Yeah. I got them. I didn't know your... Where are my anecdotal dote socks? I didn't know your address. I didn't even put them on my body. They're still in the package in a special place because I didn't because they're a collector's item. <laughs> <laughs> they it's still true. have their original tag. Oh yeah, for Christmas, for Christmas, I bought a bunch of people socks, and I bought I bought Ben uh, anecdotal dote socks for Christmas. So you better hold on to those, Ben. Someday when we actually make it big, you could you could collect a pretty penny on those. John, will you sign them before you leave for Kentucky on Friday? Of course I will. Before we leave before you leave the state, you need to sign them. Only- I wish and then I'll sign them and Laura has to sign them and they'll be they'll be like the grail of collector's items because oh. they're signed oh. by the three. That's beautiful. I absolutely yeah. love that. So for both of you, um, I'll start with you first, Laura, since you were on first, and then we'll go to Ben. Um, what made mm. you say yes to being on the podcast? Um, much like we say in our first episode, I felt like it was my fault <laughs> that this even exists. So I felt a little obligated. I also genuinely thought it would be fun. I thought, I certainly never expected for us to get to 50 episodes. I thought we were going to record like five and get bored and or see that we had zero listeners and say, this shit, we're out. Ben. What? What made you say yes to joining the podcast with me? Drugs. <laughs> I was under the influence at the time that I agreed. And then by the time I realized that I had made the commitment, it was too late to back out without crushing your hopes and dreams and feelings. <laughs> Well, I also promised you a morphine drip every time you came in my apartment. So yeah, which I things. never got, not even once. That's because I don't. My but... drug dealer is really bad at his job. 
but you did have a really cool Batman bathroom, and that's what kept me coming back for more. Yeah, that mm, yeah, and booze. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I thought you know just from our banter at work, I thought it would be a cool idea to put heads together, and it was. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, great. Um, what is uh, Laura? What was your f- what so far? Because I know there have been many. Um, what was your favorite moment in the podcast so far? Oh my god. Okay, the first one, no, actually, I shuffled through, like, four that are super lame, but my, (laughs) following basically anecdotal dope rules, remember that time you bought a bottle of sparkling grape juice (laughs) and put it in the freezer, and we opened it on air, and it was just a slushy massive yes but i will say one other part it's it's one of my favorite moments as well was before that i had put it in the freezer to quick cool it and i forgot that it was in there and while we were recording it it the 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 pressure of the cold and everything caused the top to blow off of it inside the freezer uh and then (laughs) i forgot about that and then we poured it into his glass and it was just a slushy yeah amazing so funny and ben for you you know i don't have one moment that like one crystallized moment i it's just more of like a an overall nostalgic feeling about the recording process and the times that i was there with you and doing it and i actually think my favorite moment and this is really not just uh pouring milk in your cheerios laura but uh, when we were all together on the podcast in our season too, I believe. And I hadn't talked to you in a little bit, Laura. And it was just, it was, that was a particularly magical uh, taping, I think, mm. as far as like yeah. personalities and chemistry. Um, so what is something, Laura, uh, what's something a listener wouldn't know about the podcast um, that you do know about as a co-host? Uh, I mean, we've already talked multiple times about how long our recording sessions are mm-hmm. ask ben <laughs> benjamin um i think maybe they wouldn't realize exactly like the cl- the tiny tiny space we're in when we record maybe like they would <laughs> if they could visualize like what your kitchen looks like yeah. in your apartment it's like it's smallish mm-hmm. right well, not <laughs> even ish, like- it's small there's right, mm-hmm. but like we also, it's just, I don't know, it becomes like a family event because you always had food and wine and it feels like you're just going to your friend's house to hang out and then the microphones come out. <laughs> so it's like, you know, they might not understand that it starts as kind of like a family party first, maybe. Yeah, no, that's great. That's fantastic. Yeah, I'm going to piggyback off of that, actually, because I remember... Don't copy one my of, paper, Laura. I'm not copying. I'm just adding to it to help support you. Mrs. Williams! <laughs> um, but I remember, like, when, especially when it was just the two of us, John, when, like, times where we didn't have a guest or our guest was coming later or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you and I would shoot the shit for, like, an hour and a half mm-hmm. before we even hit record. Yeah. But it was like, it was so nice, especially because honestly, but John, you were my first friend in Maine. That was like my actual friend. Mm-hmm. And the first person that I like really connected with outside of work, especially outside of work. But 
being able to like go basically go to my friend's house and like shoot the sh- being able to like be free and talk to a human face to face that was like my genuine friend was awesome mm-hmm. um last question for you all um what do you and i'll start with ben on this one what do you think listeners know you best for <laughs> Yeah, Laura. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I like feeling skipped Ben or skipped to Ben, skipped over me to get to Ben specifically because my answer is so obvious. <laughs> As if I had to think about it. That's there it is. For me. <laughs> No, I'm like literally dying. <laughs> what was the question? Oh yeah, what do people know me for? Yeah, what what do our listeners know you best for? My gay sass. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, what else? I mean, what else can I say? You know that it's true. My occasional my occasional bout of unbridled gay sass. <laughs> No, it's it's one of my favorite things about you, Ben. <laughs> the best joke I have ever heard in my life. Um, and I I am so in awe of this. And this was Ben made this joke. This is the best joke I've ever heard in my life. Ben was telling a story of him being in a show and uh, a storm had knocked out uh, the lights for the show. Do you remember this, Ben? Yes, of course I do. And <laughs> and you said <laughs> And you said um, a, tropical, a tropical depression had come in. Yes, that okay, I, I think I said a tropical depression, me off my meds in a Hawaiian shirt. I think something <laughs> like that. I don't know. Hilarious. Uh, gay but sass. It is, it is the Hashtag gay sass. Perfect joke. Absolute perfect joke. Anyway, I had a great time doing it, John. I'm really glad you allowed me to. And thanks for giving me the green light, Laura. Of course. But I will a lot of fun. I will say as the the consistent reedy nasal screechy sound that's been on this podcast for all 50 episodes. Um it has been incredible to have both of you as partners on this crazy stupid little podcast and um not only did it did it allow me to have experiences with two wonderful human beings but it allowed me to become closer um and and establish connections with both of you that i will treasure for the rest of my life i gave up i gave up emotions for lent (laughs) (laughs) you're several months (laughs) off of that benjamin hashtag gay sass i make my own rules i am walking proudly in my truth time for a segment we haven't heard in a long time anecdotal advice john do you have some anecdotal advice to help our listeners in their everyday lives i sure do laura my advice this week is don't treat your kids show tunes collection like a stash of porn (laughs) um 
obviously this has happened to you question mark yes so when i was a uh, when i was a young a young thing of uh you know a 12 13 years old um just been exposed to schindler's list and you know looking at the world <laughs> as a as my oyster um around around that same time i was exposed to the soundtrack of wicked which came out in 2004 i believe and so i became obsessed with the soundtrack for wicked i would listen to it on repeat and i remember like being in my backyard and hearing look to the western sky for the first time and being like oh my god it's because she's the wicked witch of the west and the lyric is look to the western sky and being like oh my god this is brilliant and just being completely enthralled well my parents my mom was really concerned about my obsession with show tunes and in particular with wicked and so she decided the best way to put a stop to my obsession with show tunes was to have me was to confiscate all of them and so one day she went into my room and she took every single show tune soundtrack that i owned and locked it away um, and told me that I was not allowed to listen to any more show tunes until I stopped being obsessed with them and I started listening to more Christian music. Which is a little amazing to me because your parents both work in theater. Yes, but my mom is a hardcore conservative evangelical Christian. So so witches are like Audi 3000. Well, Wizard of Oz is fine. Wizard of Oz is not a bad is not a bad thing, but it was more of the fact that that's all I was listening to morning, day, and night. So she was like, "You're not listening to any worship music. You're only listening to show tunes. You're mm. obsessed. This is not healthy. Um, we need to find a balance between right religious music and show tunes. Right. So I, I kind of, kind of understand where she was coming from with it. Um, but uh, so she she confiscated all my show tune music and. Uh, some some young people, uh, they have to hide their pornography, or at least they did in the olden days before you could hide everything with a incognito browser on your computer. I've heard. Gosh, that's incognito is the best thing that ever happened to Google. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Um... Okay, and moving on. <laughs> the 50th episode is just about all of our sexual perversions, Laura. Apparently. Uh... <laughs> Uh, and so, um, so much like, much like a young adolescent, um, hiding porno magazines or their, their VHS tapes that they stole from movie gallery. We're not young people. Um, no, we're not anymore. <laughs> we, uh, I, I had a friend of mine burn me a CD of the soundtrack of Wicked and I hid it in the basement above the heater above the heating element of the heating source of the furnace of the the house so that way did they melt no 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 it didn't because it was it was not directly above like the where the fire was it was like in a vent it was above oh. a vent um but oh, it was I hidden see. in a place where my parents would never look um so instead of me worrying about hiding pornography i was hiding show tunes and then a couple of oh, no. months later, after I had been sneaking CDs of Wicked into my ear holes, um, she finally let me have my collection back. And then now 99.9% of my iTunes account is show tunes. So she didn't solve this problem at all. <laughs> <laughs> now to our main segment, the anecdotal dote. Here's how it works. I have selected a random word that only I've seen. We've written to several of our past guests 
to ask them to send in an anecdotal joke based on the word I've selected. Their job is to tell a true story based on that word. Because we are celebrating 50 episodes, we felt that the perfect word to go along with it is gold. Hi, I'm Sean, and I'm the guy who got John so drunk he couldn't even do his own podcast. So when I think the word gold, my first thought takes me back to my fraternity, where when a new member educator uh, achieves the goal of educating his new members, they present to him a golden brick, not a brick of gold, a brick that is gold, uh, with a bunch of heartfelt messages with it, and uh, of the fraternity's logos, and a new member educator nickname on the brick. And to me, that's one of like my most cherished memories from college was receiving this brick as a new member educator from guys who I really love and uh, couldn't imagine having a different group of people and being surrounded by love like that. So that is my gold story, is a golden brick. Taken out of context, it sounds way cooler. Hi, I'm Olivia. And I managed to have all of the police and the fire department show up to my work on my very first day of employment. So a little background. My college, each class year, the year has a different color. There's gold, green, red, and blue. And they're all jewel tones. My class year was gold. Tradition dictated that on the first day of college, you get a t-shirt in your color. And you attend this opening ceremony in the chapel of our school. Our year... Our t-shirt color was yellow, arrived in such a disgusting canary yellow color that nobody wanted to wear them. In addition to that, the back of the t-shirt had a mountain lion wearing sunglasses, which is our school's mascot. And it said, if you don't think we're cool cats, you'd be lion, spelled like a lion. We, on our first day, all put these t-shirts on, decide collectively bonding as a class year that this is the most terrible color of yellow, and is not gold. So by the end of the very first day, we're at this chapel event, and at this chapel event, my class year presents a petition to change our class year to purple. It didn't pass. But regardless, that's the story of how my class year collectively wrote a petition to change a 100-year-old school tradition on the very first day. Hello, I'm Christy Robinson, and I'm the one who dropped out of my very first musical at the ripe old age of seven. What can I say? I had a severe case of stage fright and stage lights, and theater people are scary, right? Gold. This was a hard one for me. I really, really had to think. Gold. Um, the only one that I could really come up with was when I was in the play Metamorphoses. I was in Gainesville, Florida, and I was at the Constance Theater and doing a Mary Zimmerman's play Metamorphoses, which is all, you know, the Greek tales kind of modernized. And the the set is a pool. Like there's an actual pool carved out on the floor of the stage and we had to that was our our play area um so we were soaking wet every single day for who knows how long but anyway um gold i played 
Midas's daughter. My, my major memory of doing metamorphoses was not necessarily to do with Midas, but the fact that on opening night, day, like that morning, our pool, something happened to it. And I guess the, the walls were so pressurized because of the water like the water was just pushing and pushing and pushing, the walls collapsed and the pool busted <laughs> and it it totally flooded the basement of the theater. And I just remember hearing, oh, the pool drained, the pool drained, the pool is now in the basement. We don't have a stage, the pool's in the basement. <laughs> Crazy story. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> Now it's time for a new segment we're calling, Should We Quit While We're Not Ahead? <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so Laura, we've been the at this. The answer is yes, but we're not going to. <laughs> right. Exactly. What's so funny, because every time that we consider possibly ending things, something happens that, that, that puts us. So many small penis people. Driving past my apartment tonight. If I just make more noise, though, I can't actually hear it, which is like the flaw and beauty of Zoom. That's well. That's my goal in life. Is my goal is to make jokes loud enough to to drown out the assholes. I support it. Yeah, it's a beautiful. It's a beautiful ambition in life. What were we talking about? 50 episodes? Whether we should give up or not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, we should, obviously. I cannot believe we officially have 50 episodes under our belt. So many stories from guests all over the world and so many disappointed listeners. <laughs> like that one guy from Brazil who never listened again after Laura probably insulted him. Oh my god! I like to We've... I like to blame you for that because um, it was not my fault. You weren't you weren't there after a while, so it's easy to <laughs> make you the scapegoat. So they stopped listening because I left. So you're we've not had a Brazil listener so since then. So my only assumption is it has something to do with you. I need to reach out to Brazil. Yeah, I need you to write just a you like Brazil an open letter I'm to back. Brazil. I am back for better or for worse. Listen to my podcast, please. Yes. Amazing. Um, <laughs> we've said it many times over the past 50 episodes that this podcast has save, saved us during particularly difficult times of our lives. We hope that you have found a brief escape in these doltish anecdotes over the past few years and look forward to, met, to more stories in the future. Wow, you're not going to edit that at all to make me sound better. <laughs> That's cool. Do you want to try another <laughs> attempt at it? No, because it won't get better. <laughs> this is this is the part where I'm like, I should have put this part of the script beforehand so I could read it beautifully. Mm. Anyway. Um, thank you so much to our guests over the past 50 episodes for joining us either virtually or in a red camping chair in my small Bangor apartment. And thank you, listeners, for tuning in every week. Or for getting to tune in for a few weeks and then binging eight in one day, which seems to happen a lot with our listeners. So thank you so much. 
I mean, podcasts are the new Netflix, right? <laughs> if you haven't yet and you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. If you didn't enjoy the episode, still subscribe. It doesn't hurt you either way. We've not said that in a long time. Um, hate listening is the new hate watching, I've been told by no one. So uh, <laughs> give us a hate listen after you hit that subscribe button. Also, write us a review and share this podcast with... Your friends! <laughs> Remember, everyone has a story to tell, especially you. So send them in. We're excited to listen. Truly. I mean this 100% sincerely, and I think Laura is with me on this. Uh, thank you so much for listening, for joining us on this wild juice case. Juice case. <laughs> <laughs> you better keep that or be so pissed. <laughs> My bourbon may have kicked in at this point. Uh, thank you so much for <laughs> This was so heartfelt until the end. Oh my god, no, this is so classic us, though. This really destroyed the sincerity of what I was trying to say. But thank you so much for listening and joining us on this wild goose. I almost said juice again. Goose chase. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> and I love you, and I love you, Laura Arnold. Thanks, guys. I love you, Ben Lehman. All right. Mwah. Bye. Mwah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Ugh, I love him. He's still here. That's why I'm saying that. As soon as he leaves, I'm going to say trashy things about him. <laughs> I was really hoping you were going to get that out I know. before he actually got Damn it! it. <laughs>